Welcome to you, our lovely listeners, to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined once again by Microsoft's retail technology expert, Colin McArdle. In this episode, Colin gives his unique and learned perspective on how retailers can keep ahead of the competition by delivering a more personal customer experience, and it starts with the mastery of just one thing. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and listen in to discover what it is. Pint of Guinness or pint of Carling? Carling. Really? Controversial. Yes. I, I thought I had a banker there with the Guinness question. Bath or shower? Shower. Save or spend? Spend. <laughs> Improve what you have or replace what you have? replace oh really okay mm. yeah i'm well, guilty of uh i'm guilty of frivolousness <laughs> that's a word i'm gonna ask you this actually because this is an interesting question i asked someone yesterday if you put a hole in the wall would you buy a picture to cover the hole or would you fix the hole i would fix the hole would you okay well that's yeah, okay all right so yeah i would fix the hole i couldn't live with myself <laughs> but you're happy to spend um, I would pay somebody to fix the hole. You'd pay somebody, yeah, that's probably the right way of doing it. So in terms of that theme, replacing what you have or, or, or improving what you've got, when it comes to, to retailers and, and retailers staying ahead of the competition, um, generally we'd say that, it, you know, because technology can be quite expensive, depending on what you've got to do, it's not always practical practical to rip and replace the technology that you have you know as, as buyers trends change it's not always practical then just rip things out and put something new to adapt to those change why why is it not practical why don't you just rip it out and, and start again i mean it's a really good question and i mean any investment that any retailers make and we saw we, we should also take into account that we have a lot of very very savvy and very smart people who are running uh, retail organizations as business leaders and IT leaders and any investments they're making, uh, certainly strategic investments that are so core to what it is that they do, uh, will be forward looking. <clears throat> and it's that being said, and, and I really hate overplaying what's happened in the last year and bit, the amount of panicked customers, let's say, coming back to us um, looking for help, quick help um, to enable them to adapt, it's been actually quite surprising. Things are always changing, right? I mean, there, yeah. there's one, one quip that I learned a long, long time ago, which which was within the tech industry, is that the only constant is change. But in in certainly in retail, I don't think I don't think buyers' trends are changing a lot. Okay. The, 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 there's always been this trend, you know, that you know we want more, we want it faster, we want it through multiple channels, and we want yeah. to maintain experience. I just think what's happened is it's heightened. It's more, more people want that experience and they want it faster. I mean, and some work that we've been doing with certainly within Microsoft and, and looking at this versus the way that we architect our technology is looking at, I mean, more and more customers absolutely do expect a more relevant personalization, you know, on, on, yep. on, on the purchase. Um, somewhere in the region of 80% of consumers will leave the website if if there's no free shipping. I didn't know that. Interesting. Would uh, I absolutely, leave? yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. And then we have, and this is all, this is all Microsoft-backed research. And I heard a guy talk about this last week. And um, 
in general, consumers will check somewhere in the region of eight times to track their the shipment of their product. And do you know? Wow. And I, I, you know, I'm I'm not guilty of this, but certainly you'll have consumers um, somewhere in the region of about seventy percent consumers are just generally unhappy with returns policies. Full stop. So. I suppose those trends have always been around, but not not as heightened, if you yeah. like. And I think any investments in technologies need to be certainly cognizant of of those buying trends, but but the but the ability to deal with them fast, because those customers do not be around forever, as we well know. Yeah, and is there um, so if you those retailers who have made in those investments in technology, they already have their platform, their foundation. Is it easy enough for them to? to improve and to build on it, to adapt as, you know, I know, as you say, things change and evolve, but they don't change so much where you need to change everything. But are things adaptable enough now to to evolve, I suppose, rather than change? Is better word. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they are. And, and if they're not, you're, if they're not able to adapt, you're, you're with the wrong technology stack, frankly, or technology vendors. I mean, one of the first things you want to call out here is that before retailers start to review and um, assess whether or not they do want to change technologies do, actually do they understand their buying process you know do, do they understand the experience that they thrust upon you know, yeah, their customers yeah. and we touched upon this really briefly on a previous uh, conversation we had about this and we're, we're pretty much adamant at a very at just at a very st- early starting point in any of this is that they, they have to have a data first strategy and i don't think anyone would disagree with that but having a data data first strategy, number one, but then secondly, being able to connect um, the data between the sort of four key tenants across any organization, that being your, you know, what's happening with your customer, with your employees, your products and your operations, and really capturing all of that data that's flowing between all of those parts within your organization and using that data to drive better outcome across all of those four tenants. But but what I mean, and, and and I know I'm stating the obvious here when I say this, but the journey does not stop at purchase and fulfillment. Right. And um, we believe that certainly the work that we've done, and I don't want to make this about Microsoft or about Microsoft technology, but certainly this is the, the experience that we have is that we, we believe like the best way really to buy or to map your buying experience that the customer demands um, could be probably broken into three key areas for us. And that's that's understand, orchestrate, and then engage. And without getting into too much sort of speak about it, quite simply put, it is n- number one, understanding what is the customer journey. You know, yeah. where did the customer come from? Where did they end up? What were they interested in? Why did they leave your site? And I mean, if you don't understand that, you're 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 not in a very good place. Um, but that is certainly step number one, and that's yeah. understanding that, and that's just through your insights. I mean, and, and most organisations should be, if they're not already investing in in these kind of solutions. Um, Carl, I was going to. I know you've got three points here, but I want to pick up on what on that first point there. Sure. Just generally, how many of the retailers that you engage, or, how, or or in general, how many retailers do you think really understand? you know their customers really understand the buying who has taken themselves on the buying journey do you think you think enough of them have not no 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 not not a lot and i know that um we we work with some amazing customers and almost all of them were talking to them about this this very topic and it is and it is consciously from our side what we've done is we've we've broken it away from broken this solution away from the main platform and, and made it 
effectively made it to be a composable module or a composable piece of technology that that doesn't need just to have our technology that can run agnostically of anything. Um, and it's really enabling customers really, really quickly and really, really, um, dare I use the word simply, to give our customers the opportunity to go in and review the data that's happening across all across their organization, you know, to, 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 to capture all of the points of touch points that their customers making with them and then give them the outcomes back as to what's actually happening. But that data is no good without them taking action. Yeah. So yes, a customer X has been on this journey and, and we're able to identify all of these key touch points, but that's that's useless in its own right if you don't then take that and put it into the, actually make it relevant for that customer the next time they come into you. Yeah. And, and that's sort of where the orchestrate comes in. Um, and that really, really simply put is, so you've got the data, you've got the insights. Now, how do we really pop up yeah. at a really, you know, at a point of the engagement that, that really shines or we pop up where we can add a personalization or we can, we can add a, a recommendation. And then lastly, in, this is just the engagement channels. I mean, I know we talked in a previous uh, episode about um, the multi-channels. So this is, yep. I mean, uh, from our perspective, so you're starting with the understanding, you've got the, the orchestrate, then you've got the engagement channels. And this is really where you're digging into where your, your, your customers are in the digital channel, but also then in the stores. And what, is the, what, is the, what does the experience look like? And what an employee can do within a store that's meaningful, or even if uh, the consumer picks up a call center telephone, you're, that you're able to understand what's happened in that entire journey. Do you think most a lot of retailers are, are, are realizing that this is a journey that they need to pick up on? This is information that they need to understand and are trying to do something about it. Do you think there's there's a positive action in this, generally? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Absolutely. And I think... We've come out of the back of the last whatever year or so, and customers do have these solutions in place. Everyone has a call center. Everyone has a you know has a store. Mostly, mostly they all have stores. They have employees and devices. But the the data the data that they have is sitting in isolation. The data that they have is unconnected. It's it's disparate yeah. and it's it's unrecognizable in its current form. And I think that's where the biggest challenge is for customers is being able to connect that data and to start to drive that meaningful insight out of it. And um, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, and if by the way, if they're not, and I hate this term as either, you know, be, be disrupted or die, because if they're not, they, they will be left behind quite quickly because of the heightened buying trends and customer behaviors yeah. that, that we are seeing. It's funny, isn't it? Because I actually think about it as almost like a standard. If I uh, I gravitate more to retailers and companies in general that offer me a little bit more of a personalized experience, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It, it just just enough to let me know that they know who I am and what I've done, and it doesn't have to be massive. You know, you don't have to you know, know the ins and outs of my wedding day and all these sorts of things, but just enough to to to, to get me going, and. I, I, I guess I can. If I'm going to ask you this now, but I guess I know what the answer is. But when it comes to the prioritization then of, of those retailers who are looking to create a better customer experience, where should they begin? Where would the, would it begin with data and, and and kind of connecting that data as a first point? Would that be the first place to start? You think? Absolutely. They already have the data. Yeah. 
that's the point. I mean, the data is there. I think I made the point on another series where we talked about a, a major retailer that we work with in the UK, and uh, they, they talked about being data billionaires, but information bankrupt. So, um, in other words, they have the information, but they can really they don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, but they they know they have the answer. But uh, please help us in you know, harvesting this information. The turnout insight that that makes us help the the customer journey and the customer experience that we have already today. Um, so yeah, it is it is the data. I mean, you can I think data first, but then secondly, you know, reviewing obviously the technology stack that they have and the solutions that they have in place in order to do that. It's one that I mean, people keep saying you know, it's one thing knowing what to do. But the, the second bit and the most important bit is actually doing it. You know, it, it's popping up. You, you mentioned it's popping up at the right point for you. Yeah, we know you're here. We know you bought these, whatever, this shirt. I mean, we, you know, we know you got a shipment last week. Yeah. It's, it's that. I don't want you to know much more about me than that. Thank you very much. Data. Increasing the value of engagement always comes back down to data, how it's being managed and then used to increase value. And it was this point that Colin wanted to emphasize when asked how retailers can get ahead of the competition. Start with data. If you can figure out how to capture, manage, govern, then extract the insight it has to offer, it's how you then use it to pop up at a point of the engagement that becomes meaningful for the customer. That's where retailers can differentiate themselves from others. I hope you enjoyed this episode and remember you can find out more discussions at www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters and until next time take care of yourselves.